Ashley, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Matt. How are you? <laughs> good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. That's Glad good. to have you back. Thank you for so having what, me back. Almost, well, it's just a bit less than a year, maybe two or three weeks short of a year, but... Yeah, pretty much. First first episode, now, what is it, episode 34? Yeah. Going well. So 33, 33 episodes later, you're back. Oh, how good. <laughs> I literally <laughs> listened to so many. I was like going through and you know it has a little green dot. Oh, yeah, the play, play. The play button. Like, yeah. Oh, you listen on Spotify, do you? Yeah. Oh, thank you very much for the support. I That's all right. It. Giving you the views. Yes, <laughs> giving you the downloads. And I need all that to get my... Uh, or rating up on Spotify. So whoever's listening, please go and uh, give me five stars on Apple Podcast and what else? Spotify, YouTube, give me all that. All of them. Increase my algorithm. So yeah, we obviously we've got the UFC on here as well. We've got the fight card. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. So yeah, what's been going on? It's been a year. It's been a full year. I mean, not a lot. Footy takes up majority of our time and I guess I'm pretty lucky. I get to see yeah. Most mornings and then what time? Mm. Usually it's five thirty. The pre pre breakfast club. Pre pre breakfast <laughs> club. Sometimes four thirty, sometimes five. But it's early. Yeah, no, footy, work, a couple of holidays here and there. I mean, it's hard with COVID. I guess it sort of ruins a lot of your plans, but you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Where'd you go away away recently? You went down Went to Lano. So went to Lansland up north. Up north. Yeah. Hour hour and a half, if that. But. Get some surfing or something. Lucky did. Oh, you don't I, I'm just like a long board, just oh, yeah? the little whitewash, <laughs> big wave ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I've got no idea. A few cases, mates, they're into it a bit. And when we've gone down to Middleton and Adelaide. Yeah. And they're like, come surfing. I was like, yeah, right. But then I'll try to get up. And they're like, do a burpee on the board. I'm like, mate, I can't. Like, there's yeah, no balance. Nah. I've got no balance of coordination. No, nah, Locke, like, he was starting to pack for the trip. And he goes, which board should I take? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, they, all, they all look the same to me. He goes, no, well, this does this. This one does this. I was like, just pack them all and you'll use them. And what does he do? He uses all of them. All four boards he just like packed. Oh, really? Yeah. And he had another two at home. And he just, no, 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 these four will do. I was like, whatever. And he ended up using them. So each yeah, day so it was strange. like different waves and fucking something else. I don't Must, know. Yeah, for different type of waves, yeah. different type of boards. I guess maybe the feel of it as well. well yeah. Yes, or something like that. That's the thing. Like brings Balance like usually one phone, like this like paddle fucking, I don't even know what it is. And then he's got like his other three actual fiberglass ones that he always uses. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tons is he going to surf big wave stuff or no? He does in Bali. Whenever we oh, go yeah. to Bali, he will. But I mean, it's sort of hard in Perth. Yeah. Unless well, you the, go really down south. Plus they've opened up to Bali now, so you can go. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I oh, know. I've been so, so ready. When everyone was like, oh, I was moving to Perth. Everyone was like, oh, you go to Bali like every weekend because it's so cheap and that. But like I've been here for two and a half years. and COVID. I know. Oh. I'm waiting for the Bali trips to start happening again. It's super cheap, hey? Isn't it? Yeah, de- like decently cheap. You go over there and you get a full meal for 10 bucks. Yeah, but like, the flight's over there. Oh, yeah, even that. It? It's not even 200 bucks. <sighs> on, on a good deal. Yeah. Very, very good. I mean, we would used to go three times a year just for <laughs> just for the yeah, sake right. of it. Like you might as well. So you've had a couple of tri- a couple of trial games and that. Have you pulled up pulled up alright? Yeah, actually have, pulled. surprisingly. No porkies. No, surprisingly, just aching, aching aching joints. Yeah, but that's just usual. My ankles, my knees. Same old, but no. Mate, you're not old. No, mate, 24, getting uh. on. <laughs> getting on. 25 this year. Yeah. Nah, but it's been good, you know, like. You don't have bad ankles, do you? Yeah. Oh, you do? From netball. Oh, so, okay. yeah, when I had to stop playing oh, footy as a kid, went to netball and just my ankles roll. I walk and they just roll. Yeah, right. Yeah, netball is a wild game because it's that mass amount of deceleration. You have to just stop on stop on a dime. 
Yeah. And um, actually, Ella, um, I can't remember what podcast she was on a couple of months, maybe six six months ago, she actually did an ACL. And the, like, how she did it, she just had, like, she full jumped and then, like, she would have gone covered a couple of metres in the air and then as she landed, collapsed. Yeah. And it's just like, no shit. Like, that's just the recipe to happen, you know. The same thing, like, with with AFL too, hey, we do so many, how they do so many hamstrings when they bend over, bend over at full speed and all that. Like, they get a little bit of a nudge in the back and bang, there goes your hamstring. That's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Well, it was like the same with netball. Whenever you go to catch the ball if you land on someone's foot because oh, yeah. you're midair you can't stop and it just rolls it's falls up rolls eh? off someone else's foot Real so bad luck. um i did i went back to sparring uh i guess i took a couple weeks off just to like organize shit and stuff first so we do a couple of sessions of the week which is just pads but then this saturday was the first one back to full contact sparring and i was like oh there's my leg keeps getting chopped up and i'm just like oh that hurts more than what it usually yeah. does <laughs> you don't build up the pain and then uh I knocked knees or like we both threw a kick at the same time and his knee went into like my like VMO muscle here. Like yeah. In the kneecap. And I was caulked so bad all day yesterday. I just like as soon as sitting down and trying to stand up just because there's that knee extensor muscle. Yeah. Oh, so painful. And then just walking around and this sometimes lying down and then Poppy might just run up and just like knock, knock me. The queen. Stand, stand right on <laughs> the, the queen. Stand right on my knee. Like, I'd like pick a thrower up. <laughs> <laughs> Ditch her across the hallway. Oh, God. So, yeah, as you saying you played Swans. Two weeks ago? When you're yes, camp. played Swans last week. So we went away to, I guess we went to Waruna for yeah. overnight camp. Um, Waruna? Waruna. Waruna. Yeah, yeah. Down, south. down south. Was um, that near Bustard or something? No, 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 just before Bunbury. It's sort of like oh, near okay. in and then to oh, go back. inland. Yeah, and then out, like back down to Bunbury. It's like Was another hour. Beach? No. Oh, that's not very like someone from this room. Yeah, pretty you much. Be, <laughs> Always at the beach. The beach yeah. But yeah, so we went to camp, went to Waruna, um, stayed at Forest Edge. Pretty much just team bonding. Might as well make oh, a yeah. whole trip out of it. So went down there Saturday, arrived at 9 a.m. By 2 p.m. we're on the bus to Bunbury, hour and a bit. Mm. Played Swans. Pretty much we played Swans and the Southwest team. But they tried okay. to split it. I wouldn't really say League and Resi's teams, but they tried to make it as fair as possible so our team versus swans so we only did two 20 minute halves okay so we won which is huge because swans were undefeated all of last year i really did that before strength team in i'd say so i'd say really like both sides we were missing three four players but still it's a huge compliment to us considering our last season and you know it gives you so much confidence going into round one i guess we have a bye round one but round two going into the season um, and then the other team went up against Southwest and unfortunately lost, but the contest was great. I mean, it was only two, three goal difference in the end, but overall the game and the talent, it was up there. I think the depth of East Freer has grown so much. It was hot as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. It was Last like. was 40-something, was it? Or 30, yeah. 39. So it was like ice towers as soon as you come off yeah. and then it was straight back out. I mean, we were pretty lucky. It was only two 20-minute halves. If we had yeah, to do a yeah. full game, I think it would have died. Cooked. Yeah. So in team bonding, did you do any, like, games or any of those? Uh, yeah, we did a couple. I mean, we are pretty lucky. The Forest Edge, like, camping thing. It was pretty, think of a massive warehouse. Yeah. Dorms, bathrooms, oh. basketball court in the middle. So oh, we are playing yeah. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so it was basically basketball nonstop, Uno flip nonstop, spot it nonstop, Oof, handball. Up. We just – the whole time we were on, 
I don't think I sat down once because it was just <laughs> either someone wanted to one v one in basketball. We're doing like we have the similar to the boys. They have shiver groups. Hey, you got shiver groups as well. So we've sort of introduced it with the girls club because we're talking to some of the boys and they said how well it works. So we're yeah, like, oh, it does it works well. Fuck it. Well, can I? You can swear yeah. as much. Okay, as you so want, we'll, yeah, <laughs> we're like, fuck it. We might as well do it. So, so yeah, we've introduced it with the girls and it actually works really well. Really, really well. So we did Shiver Group Are you a Shiver leader or nah. you just kind nah. of roam around? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, we've sort of handballed those responsibilities to other people, mm-hmm. which is nice. It takes a load off yeah. quite that's, a lot because last good, season eh? it felt like, yeah. yeah, a lot. So talk about that experience. So last year, obviously, you were the first, your, your first year as captain. Yep. How did you feel about that? How did it, like, obviously looking back now. Yep. And then going into this year, you're not going to change anything. It's definitely a huge honour. And I'm very, very grateful. I think I'm even more grateful this year with the team and the coach that we've got. Um, I'll go on about tempo in a bit. But, yeah, last season it was it was a long, long season. Um, unfortunately, we didn't make finals, which is the first time I think really ever East for, in East for women's history. Um, it was great to be captain. I learned a lot. Um, I had a lot of... People backing me up, which was the nicest feeling out of everything. And to have people coming up to me every single game going, it gets better. It's okay. It's going to get better. And I think, you know, when you have girls like Alex Williams, Emma Swanson, Phil Seth coming up to you and always backing you up and same as Nikki Harwood or Webbo that we know her as and Steph Walding, you have those girls who have been around the club for years and years always backing you up. But like I said, besides all of that, it was – the biggest honour and I never look past it. It's something I always hold so close to my heart. Um, and going into this season, like I said, having our new coach, Matt Templeton, or Tempo as we call him. Have you met him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. I had him as a state 18s coach. So to be able to captain under him, yeah, like I said, it's yeah. even bigger honour this year. I'm so excited. And the way that the team's going, you always talk about teams having something special. And I know this group, it feels like that 18, 19 year where we won, like won back to back. There's just something in the group that we're feeling like touch wood. But yeah. Like, you <laughs> like know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank fuck it's yeah. <laughs> but no, like it, the group's got something special. Everyone's backing me in this year. So super awesome. stoked. Um, I mean, I guess it must be pretty important to have a lot of support. Like those people who supported you through last year, obviously it was a very hard year. And then going in through this year probably makes it a lot more easier knowing if it does, if it is hard, you've got that support as well there for you as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think if I didn't have all those people with me, and especially if I didn't have Haley, Kate, or Larry last year, the other leaders and vice captains, I think I would have been pretty rough. Pretty rough, to be fair. It was it was a long, long, long year. But like I said, we're all back in it together this year, stronger than ever. So we're all a lot fitter too, which is mm. huge positive. Huge positive. So were your time trials. You, how much did you improve by in your time trials? 17 seconds. Oh, nice. Yeah, very, very happy. So the first, we do two one-minute, um, two one-minute, two one-kers now. So oh, instead yeah. of the 2K time trial. How, so how long is the rest in between? Eight minutes. We go on the eight-minute mark. Oh, so it's a one every eight minutes. Yeah, I think. I think it was either eight-minute or nine-minute. So where would you, where'd you complete the first one in? The first time we did it, I did it four minutes. Oh, yeah. And then 4.10. Okay. And the second time I did 347. Yep. And I can't remember my second one. Like 
Damn. I, I know. Oh, I sabs. But no, I was very happy. I mean, even to beat the first one by that much, I was pretty stoked. I mean, I tried to put in a bit of work over that Christmas break, but also enjoying myself probably a little bit too much. But <laughs> <laughs> you have to, it's holidays. But I always find it hard, especially, I mean, what's it like for you when you have to, like, you do that big block of training before Christmas? And then you have that break over Christmas. How hard is it to kind of get back into the routine again? Yeah, it's hard. Because you don't um, really have a choice because you've got the season coming up. Yeah, month, right? pretty much. I guess that's the biggest difference, I guess, between the Waffle W and the Waffle. We start Feb, whereas the boys start April. I guess we still got to keep your fitness up, but it's hard. You go from two nights a week training 13K or between 10 and 13K sessions to just doing your own running and trying to stay so motivated. But I guess I just – I knew – I just wanted to make this year so much different. Like it's almost redemption. Like it makes you so hungry because after not making finals, it almost feeds your motivation to get fit. So mm-hmm. if you don't get fit, the same thing's going to happen. And you're only as strong – what is it? You're only as strong as your weakest person. Is that – the saying? You're strong as your weakest link, I think. That, yeah, that, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. It's, so, it's sort of like that. Like I just have this thing now where I just want to put in 110%. I'm not going to give my 110% if I'm not doing those extras. So I found, I found it hard in that Christmas break because obviously I just wanted to relax. enjoy it and relax. But I guess like we do, the pre-breakfast club. Mm-hmm. No, pre-pre. <laughs> Pre, pre, pre breakfast club. 5.30. Yeah, five so, yeah, tried to aim for the five o'clocks as the week went on. It started to become a six o'clock, then a uh-huh. seven o'clock, but <laughs> still, I was still getting it done. But Well, I mean, if you don't have anything on after, I guess yeah. you don't really have. I mean, that four o'clock one, or the 4.15 by the time I get there and I start, that's only because I have to work at 6.30 and I've, and I've got really no time to do yeah. it after. So. Well, that's the thing, and especially in that December period, it's – 36 degrees by eight o'clock in the morning. So if you if you don't get up early, you're basically going to die in the heat. Yeah. So again, waking up early is not too much of a hassle for me, which pretty blessed with. I'm glad I can wake up early and be all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't do bad. On Friday, um, I went for a run. I did my weights first and then went for running around quarter to five on the oval. Mm. And because it's still dark, it's like getting darker now. Um, later into the morning so it was like 4 40 usually 4 45 you start the sun just come up now it's like dark still and there's that that's kind of oh shit i'll run and i was like at least it's an over i know like, yeah i'm not gonna run off onto the road and get run over but i was running around i could hear the sprinklers going i was like oh shit i can't see them but I don't know. Oh. and then as i was running around i kind of see they'll um running on the hill where the yeah. cars could park on i was like oh i'll be right so i was running through and there must be one or two pointing out into the oval. And I was <laughs> running, running, it. and I was copped a full cold water straight in the face. It's like that, you know, you can a hot event like yeah. that. And I did that, and I was running. I was like, oh, shit. I keep going because, like, I was Definitely running, and I was already wet. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, I might as well keep running now because you can't count running laps yeah. if you're going to cut half the oval. Yeah. So, oh, God. And then because I was running intervals, and then there was a point where I was my rest interval was while I was walking through the – and then there was another one that squirted me right <laughs> on my back. And I was like, oh, like you just give you a little bit of surprise yeah. and kick. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh. So you're just mainly those morning sessions, just weights, yeah? Yeah, most of Yeah, so we do try and do in two gyms. Mm-hmm. That, well, we're scheduled to do two gyms and two, obviously, footy sessions. Yeah. Um, I try and do Monday, Tuesday gym, Wednesday training, Thursday break, Friday training, Saturday gym. Mm-hmm. But – 
it, yeah, whenever I can, if I'm, I'm obviously not pushing myself being like, I need to make it Monday if I'm sore. Yeah. Like I'm not being stupid with it, but like I was saying before, we're clocking 10 between 10 and 13 Ks a session. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're getting our run in and the conditioning's bloody hard. Thanks, Sabs. <laughs> thank you so much. But like I said, we're so much fitter this year, which you're is. So much, you're so nice. None of those guys ever say thank you to me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Matt. Like, yeah. yes, run. What I did the other day, I did, um, we were doing our intervals. It was 20, 20 on, 20 off, like up backs. Yeah. Um, all shutter runs. And, um, and every now and again, sometimes, like, usually I give a two, one, blow the whistle. Yeah. For the countdown. And then sometimes I was just, I would say, I gave them a five second warning and then I just blew the whistle. And then there was one, I, there for their 20 seconds rest, I gave them a 30. And then they ran and then I started yelling just like random, like at the nine second mark, I yelled out 10. So just to throw them off. You're the worst. And then they'll just I like, fucking like, hate and you. And then the rest, I gave them, then when they came back, I gave them like a bit of a shorter rest yeah. to like make it up. But then they all started complaining and then this is like, oh, like you got to play the whistle. Like it's all that sort of yeah. mentality. So because I've always got to blow the whistle when you're not ready or yeah. you're going to have to adjust to things when you're not prepared for, right? So yeah. throw that little bit of a mind game in there. <laughs> Some of them like they – one of, like at the start, they'll they'll start complaining, and then it's like it's on Maddie's watch. Like it's what yeah. I yeah, you, know? you got to do that way. Yeah, you got to do any of that. Yeah, no, no she, she's very nice. She's very nice to us, but I mean, we obviously, I think we all work hard enough that she's nice to us. I would no, like to think I, I like to think that we work yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, sometimes we definitely do a lot of hard running, but. I don't know. I guess that's something with us girls. We're always saying thank you. <laughs> I don't know if we were like that with you. <laughs> no, I hope we like no, you with, definitely were like that with yeah, me. Yeah, we're just like, fuck, Matt. Yeah. Like, yes, run some. Nah, but appreciate Sab. She puts in a lot of effort for us. So I think it's the least we can do. Nice. nice person. You know, our guys to, um, we'll be doing after every, every drill, they've been sprinting to the line mm. to get up our, um, like our high speed. So I'd be like, so it's, it's essentially because we use a lot of GPS. We can, yeah. whatever I say, well, I'll give the coaches like a breakdown of what are the targets for the session. And if we can hit those in the session, then we don't have to do running, conditioning running at the end. Yep. Um, so, yeah, some of the, so a lot of the times it's that very high, so the 26K an hour plus zone is always the hardest to hit because in certain type of drills, you don't really have a lot of space to open sprint. Yeah. So we do like a few of our sprints. We do just straight line sprints in after the warm-up to get it up and then sometimes some players might get it in the drills. But a lot of times they do it at the end of the drill because in the middle of the oval, if you're on a far wing or something like that, it's a full sprint yeah. at the end just to get him in and this increases the intensity of the session overall. Do all the boys wear GPSs or is uh, it just some of them? Seven. Yeah. Seven. So maybe yeah, one so or two of the rehabbers and then a certain line group. So maybe a forward, yeah. mid-back, ruck, key position yeah. player. It's very it's similar to our skills. I think we average. have like six, six girls that wear the GPSs. Mm. Every session or every game. Have you won yours yet? Yeah. Most training. You get? I don't know. Oh, do you got to watch or? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, watch. But they're always 500K oh. out. Oh, it's sometime. a K and a half. Yeah. I had a guy where he wore the GPS and his watch. And his watch was 10. and then No. Yeah, his watch was 10 and then we actually ran eight and a half. Yeah. Well, he ran eight and a half. Yeah. Well, it's very similar. Like either mine's always down or it's up. It's So I just go off whatever subs. Mm. She shoots me through the, the screen. screenshot yeah. of whatever it is. Well, so. on my watch, when I'll run, I'll have, say, for example, I might have 4Ks. And then because I'll track this for, like, my um, my physiological load, so yeah. my heart rate and stuff. It also tracks distance at the same time if I, if I choose running as a as a activity. 
and it would say 4.6 or so 600 meters out. And yeah. I'm, like it's on the same arm. Well, I was just on the different arm, but I'm the same person. Yeah. It's always a bit of error. Yeah. What satellite it's using? Russian satellite or, yeah. <laughs> or an American satellite? What do you satellite? think? Like we were talking about it the other day because like I don't know if it goes on. One of the girls was saying it goes on your stride. I think. Stride length or something. And I was like, yeah. But, but it, legs. Yeah, well, that's what I was like. Surely not because if someone my – I can't really – I've got, I'm a small person. Then you go up against someone like Laura, who's six foot something. Interesting. Maybe, no, it's definitely to do with the error. It's an error of the sampling. So the, whatever signal it sends up yeah. to the satellites, how many, how many times per second it sends that signal. Yeah. Because obviously if you're someone who's really fast or covers a lot of ground and that, and in that time you're covering a lot of ground by the time it sends the signal up, mm. it's missing data. Yeah. So that's what happens. That's the same thing. Those, the GPS units, the more more hertz, the lower the hertz, the say so yeah, the higher the hertz, the higher the sampling rate. So yeah, the more signals it sends, the more accurate it is. So I'm not sure. I think these are like ten hertz, and then the GPS is like fifty hertz. Yeah. So the more fifty, I don't know what the, the conversion rate is, but I just know that it's the higher it is, the more accurate. Yeah. So that's about it. That um the Allberg, the guy in the black trunks, he's yeah. the guy from New Zealand. He's a city kickboxer. They all kind of had that similar style. They control the cage and look to counter strike. It's because you – is this what you do no, pretty much? No, I'm Muay Thai. No? Okay. I do, well, I'm not Muay Thai. I train Muay Thai, I should say. So it's more – so it's all stand-up, but Muay Thai is different. It's um, knees, elbows, and and obviously fists. Yeah. But these guys here, MMA, is you do takedowns and you wrestle. Yeah, down, everything. Mate. So we just do – we do clinches. So I probably won't do one. So – like clinching, so essentially it's just like yeah, stand up great. wrestling. Yeah, stand up wrestling. You get throw knees and elbows. That's the thing. Like I love watch. Like I was saying to you before, if UFC's on, I'll happily sit down and watch it. I just like oh, <laughs> we're just like oh my god. <laughs> there you go. That's a nice yeah. takedown. That's the thing. Like I said, if it's on, I love watching it. But it's not as if like I you don't. We'll just chuck it on to watch yeah. it. Whereas my brother is. Oh, is he? Oh, like he knows everyone, knows everyone. Well, the the co-main event of this fight, um, Taito Vasa is an Australian guy. He's a big heavyweight boy. And he's going up against um, Derek Lewis, who's like a, a Houston native. So they're yeah. fighting in Houston today. And um, uh, it's going to be big. Like I reckon it's going to be going to last like 10 seconds. Like it's oh, really? It's going to be bang. Like Aussie to win? Way. Yeah, all they want no. the Aussie to win. But Derek Lewis is ranked three. And I think Taito Vasa is ranked like 12, seven or something. Like his low tens, yeah. Or oh, sorry, the high tens. I think that the last UFC one I watched, oh, fuck, might have been like Conor McGregor. Oh, he really lost. broke his leg. Yeah, <laughs> I think that because we Dude. spoke about it. Oh yeah, I was so flat for like two, eight, two and a half hours after that. Yeah, I was just like, oh, what is life? What is life? It literally just coll- like it just collapsed, and I was like, fuck that. That's an interesting because they was a lot of talk um, after that he actually injured. Injured the shin during training camp. Yeah. Because there was like a lot of photos coming out of him wearing like a big shin guard and having scans and, and all this sort of stuff. So interesting, what, like if he overtrained on it or if he was throwing, because the, the goal of that training camp was to get Dustin Poirier with leg kicks. Yeah. So he was kicking a lot with that leg. So if he injured it, throwing a lot of head ki- leg kicks in training, and then obviously you get a lot of micro damage in the shins because you're throwing. Yeah. You break down the bone and obviously get stronger. If he was throwing it so much, so often that it wasn't getting enough time to recover, therefore he was getting micro fractures in the shin. And then therefore, obviously, he might have thrown a, a kick wrong in the fight and, a, and a obviously 
broke a bit more, but it turned into a, like a, a, a fracture. And then having that weight coming down with that force, then he broke it. Yeah, well I was going to say, well, it. the constant impact nonstop. Well, yeah, well, you throw kicks on the heavy bag all the time and it, it mm. hurts. And then obviously you have that break, you don't come, you might do another session, you might do pads or yeah. you come back and it's just you got to make sure you're getting enough recovery because it's physical contact. Yeah. It's going to hurt, especially shin the muscle too. If you get a cork on the actual, like if you don't kick right and you hit the bone and you kick them, you get hit on the muscle instead, that's even worse. I don't know how you do it, hey. Well, hurt my, my, I feet, get like my one toes are all here, gone. My toes are all gone like this. But you might just misjudge a kick. Like I was showing cases, like my toes all like, what's wrong with this toe? Just like there's a red lump on it. Like, that's a bone. <laughs> and that's because it goes sticks up like this now. I'm like, oh, well, my feet. Because you just, sometimes you might just misjudge a kick, and it and it hits someone in the yeah. knee instead of hitting their leg. Yeah. Bad. But yeah, I'm like, I haven't got I'm not as bad injured as most others. There's a lot of pretty bad injuries that go around. That yeah. Head knocks and all this sort of stuff. Have you had many head knocks or not really? Oh, I get punched in the face. They're often. Oh, lovely. But I, like, I've knocked, <laughs> like lovely. I feel bad. Like sometimes I might knock someone down. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. Yes. Mm. It's like, like when training we, partners. It's like, like when we had an intra club yesterday. It's like you got to tackle someone, but you don't want to. Like, you know, when you verse your opponents, you're going in 100%. Yeah, yeah. But when you're tackling your teammates, it's sort of just like little cuddle, go on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, it's different because it's hard because you don't want to injure your own team because you're going to be playing with them in round one in two weeks yeah that's true because we were the time i did it we were doing we're in a shark tank you know what shark tank is no so you're in so you say you've got a group of four and i'm the fifth person so i'm in the ring and for five minutes every 30 seconds a fresh person jumps in the ring so i'm in there for five minutes straight and every 30 seconds a new guy comes in um and i was on the outside and there was another guy in the shark tank i think it was yeah, and he was kind of, he was obviously getting tired. Mm. And then the whole idea is that they put a lot of pressure on on you. So it's like a you're simulating a match type of thing. Yeah. So you get fatigued and someone's fresh and just try to work on um, grinding it out. Yeah. Anyway, he was kind of, he was circling. He was, I was on the inside and he was on the outside. So he was circling into the ring. And he, I ended up getting him to the corner. I must have just timed a punch like perfect, put him square on the jaw and he just kind of like went like down. And I was Shit. like, and, was, and I was like, oh god, I felt so bad. But he wasn't like knocked out; he just kind yeah. of fell down. I was like, that's rocked him. Rocked him. I felt so bad after. Big dog. It's happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to me though before. Like I've been, I was the same scenario, but another guy that I was that was swearing against. He was a bit more experienced. Yeah. And the kind of the coaches were like, rush him, rush him. So I came in, and my guard, my guard was down, and he counted me with a hook and I just went like boom and I like I didn't get knocked down but I just felt like I was like I froze yeah. and I was had no idea what was going on. But it's like a like a camera flash. You know when it flashes in your yeah. eyes you're like oh that's like I not very nice. do it, that's what hey. it felt like. And then just after I was just like had the worst headache that night and you don't I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Because it's just concussion like, stuff. Did you ever been concussed before? Yeah, a couple times. But not Do you remember what happened? Yeah, like they're all pretty minor. Like they're nothing that I've been completely blacked out. Mm. I got knocks when it was my first year of league footy. I've just been hit after the ball. Obviously a bit rocked, but I mean, pretty stupid. I still drove home, slept, yeah. did everything I probably shouldn't have done. But <laughs> And then even last season, you get a couple head knocks, but you yeah. just sort of keep going and it isn't until I got home where I was like, fuck, I feel a bit sick or I got a bit yeah. of a headache or there's something. Quite not right, but 
you just don't realize really at the time because I guess adrenaline just keeps going. Yeah. One of the worst ones that one one of the worst things to do they say is to have like Panadol or take that sort of stuff after because it masks the site like the effects of what a concussion is. Yeah. So you headache and you take a Panadol, it goes away. You don't know like had a concussion, so you don't know if it's getting worse, more severe. Yeah. If you go to hospital or something like that. That's the thing. I I knew last season I was like, oh, I didn't feel too good. But then obviously the ball's there, so I was like, well, fuck, I gotta go. Mm. And then I don't know. What, like I said, it wasn't until that night I was like, oh, I don't feel good. Well, the waffle have the waffle W. Do they have the same concussion rules? Like in, they in do the, now. It wasn't pre- last year. Right? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. But I think it's definitely in now after a couple of bad head knocks. Do you still? So what are the rules now? Do you still have to do? Do you still have that uh, the lasso? Yeah. Free kick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I actually six, don't mind that. Yeah. It makes the it makes you play corridor a lot more. Yeah. Um, yep. So there's sixteen less, aside. Less, less creates less stoppages as well. Yeah. So then it's a bit more, I guess, free flow. Free flow. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. So sixteen aside, five, six, five. Um, yep. I think it's five yep. on the bench, I believe. And then if it's heat rule, we get an extra one on the bench. So I think oh, that's God. over because obviously we play in summer. Um, they don't have that in the AFLW, do they? Extra player on the bench. I don't think so. Uh, Is it four on the bench they have? I think That's so. Five. Yeah. Uh, five, I think. Um, don't hold me to that. But then it's the lasso rule. You got to bring it in ten meters if it's a boundary yep. throw in. Mm-hmm. What else is there? That's pretty much the only main differences. We've only just introduced the stand rule. Did the boys do that last yeah. year? Oh, didn't you have that last year? No. So the Southwest did, but we didn't. So they've introduced it this year. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that in AFLW they're doing that. Yeah, now. this year. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I I, I love it. It change much. It will change on the first week and then coaches will adjust. Yeah. See, I love it because I just get, get it and kick. run. Oh, yeah. So And you got a good step on you as well so you can. Little left well, yeah, right. Think, huh? Little left right. Little left right. Mm. A goose step. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> but, no, nah, I, I like it because it's it does make it a lot more fast-paced. Yeah. I guess that's what I prefer. Very quick. I don't know. It just opens up the ground so much more. Do you want to know my theory on how to make the game a bit more exciting? Yeah, go or on. Or high, create higher, higher scoring games. Go you on, tell the, me. Ban tackling. Ban no, tackling? Well, no tackling. Remove that Remove that from the game. Are you fucking well? What do you mean? Because we're talking about the, if you want to make a game more fast-paced, higher scoring games, less stoppages because that's what the – Issues with issue with the foot with the game is where there's so many stoppages and it's so low scoring and they're so defensive. Mm. It's because there's a lot of tackling and pressure, and coaches are, are just adjust that way and always play defense against defense. Yeah, I guess you we'll just get rid of touch football. Yeah. <laughs> like it ends up just being touched. Yeah. Or there'll be less injuries from head contact because because there's there was a I was reading an article yesterday from Adelaide and Paul Seisman. He's he got a head knock before Christmas. And he's only been training non-contact and able and only able to wear sunglasses outside because he still had such bad reaction to that concussion. Yeah, well, it was like um, Emily Burden. Yeah. You know yeah, Birdo. She had a real bad one. Yeah, so she got concussed um, in the last round of last season, so June last year. Mm. And unfortunately, she, last I heard, she's still having some issues. Yeah. So it, it, which is so upsetting and... Mm. It destroys you because you can't play football yeah. anymore. And, and um, in the article, the doctor was there was a doctor who was kind of working with him, and he was saying that there's about a six stage kind of return to play after the head knock, mm. 
and he's in like stage three and it's concerning that he's been taking this long. But he's been saying that it should be kind of compared to like doing a hamstring train, like a three-week kind of yeah. return to return to play process instead of I think it's like a week or 12 days. Uh, yeah. So maybe so. they should take it out to 28 days. So then you're looking at a head knock, like a Basically soft tissue a month, injury. A month out. Yeah. So if you're gonna, so what happens if your player gets head knock? You know, player got hit in the head the other night with a football and he got a concussion. Yeah. So you know, then he's out for three weeks. So you, you have a couple of bad scenarios like that, and you kind of look at it, and go, well, game, we'll let's get rid of. It's uh, hard, and, like and concuss- aspect, that's hard. Well, it's like Chelsea Randall. She made a really good point last year, where she missed the grand final. Yeah. Purely because of concussions. I mean, she's the most like cor- courageous player I think I've ever seen. I played against and seen and yeah, it's hard. Like she is always concussed or always injured. Mm. And it's like someone like her, it's to even miss the grand final, like that's big enough. But I think the bigger picture is your head health, like your brain health. At the end of the day, if you're constantly getting concussed and you're rushing back, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. I've said before on the podcast that they, they feel should actually redo some research or look into what you can supplement, like taking supplements or doing other things while you're playing to preserve or to kind of help come back from a concussion or kind of maintain your brain health instead of just looking at stuff after or to, to mm. mitigate like for the recovery process. So like making sure like they do the 12 day return yeah. to play, that sort of stuff. That's good. But like, what about, what about just coming back and trying like you take a protein to recover your body what about taking stuff to recover your brain? Yeah, well, it would be great. Like, I don't know if they even do it. Obviously, never been drafted, but if they took a scan of your brain when you start mm. and then take mm. a photo at the very end and see the difference and where you've – obviously, there's always some kind of head knock in football, whether you get tackled, it's the impact, whatever it is. Yeah. It, you don't always like, have to get concussion, but there's always – Exactly. Because like, it's the rattling of the brain next on the side of your skull. It's yeah. Micro damage, right? Yeah. That's the same – um, we spoke about it before. One of the like an NFL, John Wellborn, he was an NFL vet and he played left side, it was a left tackle, and then ended up getting a scan after he played. He ended up having right side of his brain was damaged because that's what happened. Like, yeah, impact the impact. And just had to, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with your diet, like go kid it, like you take, sorry, you go to the ketogenic diet. A lot of it works on um, the blood brain barrier. So it helps to kind of rejuvenate the brain. So there's that. Taking exogenous ketones to, you know, upregulate that process too. CBD oil helps with inflammation. So obviously when your brain soars up, this is a sign of concussion, helps that come back down again. Another UFC do that a lot as well. I think there was a podcast I was to with the head of their research department, Duncan French. Don't quote me on what he actually, I think he's the head of something to do with head of performance probably. Yeah. Yeah, and they do a lot of their research. They do on actually brain recovery. Obviously, you get a punch in the face a lot. Yeah, you look after that. So, so kind of apart from your fists, is what keeps you going. You know, if you get, you can only take a tap on the chin and get knocked out, or you can take a punch. Yeah, the difference of winning and losing, or getting a paycheck for these guys. Come on, this guy here. I think it was the guy in the black Phillips. He had this. Yeah. This guy got one of the most delayed knockouts you would ever see. He got punched and then 10 seconds later, he got knocked. Like he just he standing just, there and then just fell down. Really? Yeah, it was wild. It was against, um, uh, come to me later. 
We're not here. But yeah, it was like a good fight, probably the third round. Halfway through the third round, he copped like a combo and then went back to reset and they were both just standing there. And then his eyes just like rolled back and he stumbled, stumbled and then fell over. And the ref was like, Boom. It's so dangerous. Like, but you have seen. Money, this is how they make their money. Do you pay attention to a lot of um, what Jake Paul has been saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. Not even I don't even think Conor McGregor makes enough money than what he could be making. Yeah, he's what he's a he's a high. As paid, much as I hate Jake Paul, oh, I like he like makes oh. makes some sense in the way that they should be getting paid a fuckload more. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They're literally getting their heads bashed in. <laughs> like they have to somehow get paid a little bit more. Man, the most wild thing is, is that you're that cage is locked behind you, yeah, and it's you and the other guy, and then everyone else is just outside that cage. That's what's so fucked up about it. And um, I think yeah, obviously, all fighters should get paid as much as they can, but but because the the business model, how it works with the UFC, how they're the monopoly of the MMA world, that they can dictate. Well, they're the only actually only business that controls the contracts, control everything that or the fighter. Like, you know, yeah. if you're football, obviously you play for the Crows or whatever. They, you know, you get contract from the Crows, but that all money you'll send is from AFL and they look after you in terms of player association yeah. and stuff. They got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're essentially they're essentially um contractors. Yeah, pretty much. Have you been paying attention much to AFLW? In terms of watching games and stuff? Yeah. I like uh we're going to miss today's game school obviously. Oh, no, Crows. Crows are playing later tonight. Been watching all the Crows yep. games. And I've been catching Frio and a little bit of the Frio games, but I'm trying to pay attention to the, a lot of the Eagles games as well. Yeah. Obviously because a lot of the girls have come on the podcast and stuff. But even if Maddie thought, I think Crows would probably make it deep into the finals. Collingwood have kind of disappointed me the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I I thought they would have put up a better fight against Frio. Yeah. that game. Yeah. Pretty lackluster. And then last week, who did they play against last week? They lost. Oh, I'm trying remember yeah i can't remember either but i think at the start of the season i called collingwood Did you? for a premiership um but yeah i think after Bree got did her acl it's been a bit hard for him yeah. so i think they have such a dominant midfield <laughs> where it was benici lambert Bree, davy and then sort of losing one of them it obviously brings another strong tagger onto the next best player so you get rid of one main midfielder. Right. You can't tag three of the best in the comp. But yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be at the moment it's looking like a Dockers Adelaide. Top of the table clash will be interesting in two lost weeks. against North, North Melbourne last week. Yeah. They didn't have, was it Kiara Bowers, was it? Yeah, missing Turbo and oh, I thought missing someone else. But no, they're, they're looking good. They're looking she had good. a two-match suspension, right? So yeah. she didn't play like yesterday. Didn't play yesterday or the week before. So she'll be back for the Adelaide game. Oh, Adelaide here? Yep. Freo. I think, I think they're in a hub, so I won't be able to get any of them. We've been talking to a few and I wanted Should to. Should just do the Zoom? I don't like doing Zoom. It's better in person. Mm. You don't get the same. Like, it's good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's good to get them on the chat, but there's, you miss a bit of a connection. You're like, that's not natural to talk to someone through a screen. Yeah. You don't get the same kind of, like, it's like a dance. Yeah. You, you talk, I talk, you try to <laughs> get the conversation, you know. Slight delay. You know, you know, and there's always a little bit of delay and sometimes, you know, the internet might cut out and there's a bit like a, uh, 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 yeah. you know, give it to that. Like, oh, kind of missing a bit. But I might just wait till like 
if I move back to Adelaide and set up a set up a studio down there, I might get a couple on. Yeah, that'd be good for you. Who's your favorite player in favorite player? the whole AFLW? Mm-hmm. Who stands out? Oh God. Um. Shit, that's actually a hard question. I like the way. Oh, it's hard. It's so hard. Come back to that question. I have a think really? about it. Yeah, I genuinely. It's hard. I like the way Monique Conti actually. Who's she like? Richmond. Richmond. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's just so quick. Like quick, can get the hands out, delivers kicks. Like I don't think I've seen her miss a kick this entire season. Um, she's probably up there with one of my favourites. Um, and oh, it's hard. Like I have a lot of mates that play in the That's AFLW. High. So I was like trying to avoid saying <laughs> a lot of them. But yeah, I'd probably say Conti is yeah. up there with yeah. probably one of my favourites to watch. That's not obviously Dockers or Eagles. I find that hard too to try to. Yeah, it's the same because if obviously you had a few on. Yeah. Like, you know, you sit when you sit down and talk two hours with someone, you're like, oh, I really like that person. And then you try to eliminate that when you try to pick or like who's actually in terms of a player and yeah. how much they impact the game. You're like, oh. Well, it's probably either, knows. yeah, Conti or Chelsea Randall. But again. What's, what was it like to play like against her? Like, did you know, would you tell then that she would have been like a superstar? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, she was already, already a superstar then. Yeah, right. It's hard. Like I was a little 16, 17-year-old playing in league with this very elite footballer that obviously we didn't know AFLW was happening, but all those exhibition games were happening and she was still dominating in those. She's, mm. yeah, like I said, she's the most courageous player. She would go back with any flight. Is that what stood out when you played against her? Yeah, 100%. Just she was a step above the rest, by, I reckon by a mile. It's just a shame with all her concussions, injuries, everything that's happened to her. She hasn't had a fluent run, like, for the probably the entire AFL career. It's been either ACLs, injuries, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, she came back from a hammy two weeks ago and then she did and it. And did it again. She jumped, which is weird. Yeah. Her hamstring jumping. You don't see it. Yeah, often. Often. But yeah. I got. I know a guy who I was talking to. He didn't say much. We're trying to get... Ask if ask him in terms of what you did, because you have to imagine that when they come in, like the, they, you would have known that should have been under injury cloud. Like when Stephen May played in the grand final, oh yeah, played, definitely <laughs> played with the torn hamstring. But like you, you you played someone like that in the grand final, right? Would you risk someone like you know risk someone like Chelsea Randall, risk her in a round five game against? Who did they play last week? Um, they know? played Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Which is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's I, hard clash, but at the same time, it's would you not rather? I mean, they're pretty much guaranteed to be in finals. Yeah. I don't know, but she might have been all right. They might have done all the tests all right. and it might have came back all right, but I guess you don't know but until. After a, week, after a week of a hamstring, she missed because she missed one week. Yeah. Better off giving her another week. Yeah. And then, and then playing consistently because now she's, she's going to miss this game. Now she had like a broken run. That might take her a while to get back into it. So yeah. You never know. Never know. But she might be that good of a player that she could just easily slot straight back in. I dead set. (laughs) That's what I reckon. I reckon (laughs) she's just that good. That doesn't doesn't phase her too much. Have you – how's your Pokemon card collection going? Any more new ones? Okay, so me and Lockie got into an (laughs) argument because he woke up and I was on my computer and he's rolled over and seen eBay. What time? 
this was at least 11 30 12 o'clock at night so i was still awake he was snoozing woke up and i was open on ebay charmander <laughs> <laughs> base at 10 like psa 10 and i was just like two and a half grand do i do this <laughs> I, was like, I was just sitting there and i was like i need to do this and he's just working on me he goes shut the fucking laptop you're not buying this card i know i did you get it no i'm still sitting on the fence i really I don't know. Like it, I'm such a nerd when it comes to that stuff. Childhood, <laughs> oh, yeah, just 100%. like you know, like yeah. I don't know. It's such a sick collectible. But I am 100% in agreement with you. Thank you, Matt. See, yeah. lucky. <laughs> but no, I think I'll make. I think I'll make the purchase, but I'm still on the fence about it. I when it was all peak Pokemon, like last year, yeah. it was like straight onto eBay, yeah. looking on like the packs. Yeah, like yeah. the individual yeah. packs, and I'm like, all right, we can do this a grand. It's not too bad. It's week like weeks pay. We can do this. I was like, nah. But I just got uh, into a vicious cycle where I was like, I can do this. I can do this. But no, I've been eyeing it off. But and it's still so it's on. How long left to bid on it on eBay? Nah, it's like a buy it now oh, buy type now thing. Once. But I don't know. I don't know if I can. I'm very skeptical because I'm like, do I trust that they've actually? Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd love to just go to, like, an actual collector, but obviously Perth is very small. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I might just pull the trigger and just do it. So what collection do you have at the moment? How many do you have? I have a lot of old ones, like, but they're obviously not the shadowless or, yeah. like, the decent ones, but I've got a lot of old ones. We had um, – you say you had a Blastoise one? No, I had Kangaskhan. Okay. Yeah. I think but, you're looking to buy a Blastoise one. Yeah. yeah. So there was a couple on there, but I just, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And I know. I'll, it's an investment. Oh, 100%. A lot that's of things. That's how you look at it. That's how, that's, spending, see, what that is what back. I keep trying to tell Lockie. It's all investment. <laughs> he just sees it as a cardboard card and he's like, what the fuck are you going to do with this? I'm like, well, let me tell you that's about what, this. That's what the handbrake out there says to me. That's what Casey says. Oh, handbrake. Okay. The handbrake. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, handbrake? No. She pulls a handbrake up on me. Have like, you got any? She pulls a few because, no, I want to. Yeah. No, it's. I, was, I remember watching live the Logan Paul, like we did the. Yeah. The, and I was watching it live. And then the pulled, first one? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah. And um, I was like, I was watching it and I was like, yeah, cheering and stuff. And Casey comes out. I was like, what are you watching? I was like, damn, Pokemon cards. Just like, and like. I know. I literally did it. And Lockie Jesus. walks in and I've got it on the TV. He goes, please tell me you're not watching someone open up Pokemon cards. I was like, yeah, that's a bit- leave the room yeah. <laughs> and then we're good it. to go. You don't, don't fucking it. get it. But no, it's, it's definitely something I want to invest in. I just know once I get started, it's one of those things where I get very much addicted to if I get one. I want two. If I get two, I want four. If I want four, <laughs> I get a whole I, collection. I have, I have the same thing. Addictive better personality. Yeah. I'm building better for one. I don't have the money to keep going. That's my thing. I don't have the money to keep going. I've just moved into a rental, so I'm sort of like yeah. need to start being sensible with my money. Oh, it's about being an adult. Pretty much being adult now because I live with Larry. Yeah. Larry, Gaz, and Laura. So How's that going? Yeah, it's good. How long have you been there for two weeks now? Yeah. I mean, it sort of sucked because we moved in and then it was straight to camp all this week. We're sort oh. of still trying to sort things out. And this weekend we had obviously intra-club yesterday. So what, there's four? Four of you? Four, yeah. Four. Yeah, the house is huge, wow. which is nice. It's like a five-bedroom, two-bathroom. Yeah, got, got, 
Was no, Coco? I wish we had Coco. Coco yeah. um, but we, <laughs> the Queen. <laughs> but uh, we've got Gaz's dog. So it's an um, Aussie Shepherd. Right. Ruggles. Very cute. But yeah. I mean, so I'm. Who cooks dinner? Do you all make your own? Oh, we're all sort of. It depends. Like on that Friday, every Friday we try and do a pasta dish. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's only been two weeks, but both Fridays we did pasta. Uh, Wednesday, me and Larry cook steak after training. Um, Monday, I mean, it's hard. Like, we all get home at different times. Some nights someone's home at 7, others home at, t- like, 4 o'clock. So it depends. If We all offer, but it depends when everyone's sure. home. Because I, I still go to Lockie's house, still go to Mum's house, oh, go see Dad. So. Well, around the place. Yeah, pretty much. Haven't settled in really yet, but it'll get there. We'll sort it out eventually. Do you want to get your own dog? My own dog? Um, I've sort of got Coco, but I need a... I feel like it's not with you. Yeah, which is a bit... Yeah, it's hard. it is hard, but I don't think I... Have the time. Yeah, I don't think I have the time to give it all my attention. If that makes sense, I'd feel bad and I feel like it's a lot of responsibility. As much as I love dogs and I'm such a dog mum, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very hard because I've got to... I don't know, it's a whole nother responsibility. I've only just moved into a rental, still yeah, like you- and I want to go away more okay. and it's all that kind of stuff. Like I was, me and Locke still want to live in Bali eventually. So if I had a dog, it's sort of hard to just be like, all right, I'm leaving for a couple of months, be back soon. You know, like it's, I don't know, it's hard. It's It's a big responsibility that I'm probably not ready for and – if I was to go away anywhere, it's sort of or, or, or triangle. He had a triangle armbar. Oh, he's done. One. You missed it. it was four. It ended up. That was wild. I was just keeping. I was like watching the eye. One eye there. <laughs> Listen, and he rolled it, and he had his his eye, his knee, his head. Who was meant head. to win? I don't know. I was really don't know this one. I don't really wasn't watching the um the betting on this one. But his, but this guy with the tats, his leg was getting chopped up. Like his whole calf, shin oh, was all ballooned up. He was throwing leg kick, low leg kicks, and then they were just scrambling on the floor. You see here, he has his leg through his head, so he has a just triangle choke, so like that. And then he pulls on the arm here, and then bang, and he taps. He's gonna break his arm. Oh fuck that! Probably see a bit of angle here. Yeah. So yeah, he's crossed his legs through his head and then pulls the arm there. Was a guy, guy maybe last, end of last, late last year, after maybe two or three weeks after the Connor fight, he was in an armbar similar to that, but like he had him across the side and he's humorous. So the upper part of his arm broke. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Uh, Jacare Souza. He was actually a black girl jiu-jitsu. He got his arm broken. Humorous broken. Wild. His arm was like dangling outside, but he wasn't like freaking out. Like, you know, Connor was like freaking out. He was just kind of like just laying on the side. <laughs> Fuck my life. Wild. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be fighting for a very long time because that's a bad part of the arm to break too because there's so many nerves yeah. running through there. So if it breaks and you know, impacts it's a, a weird, nerve. weird like up the top. What is all nice being here? Who have a gnarly scar that I obviously have to go and plate and surgery. Yeah. I think this side they do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a gnarly scar. I'd probably have a nice long one up. Probably two-thirds of the arm. Yuck. Yeah. You know surgeries? Surgeries? Yeah, for you. Have you got any? Um, I... Broke my finger, so that's probably the only surgery. You had a really. surgery on it. Yeah, I had to get wires put in. Ooh. So, like little scar there and there. Actually, I'll show you the video. But how'd you break it? 
Uh, went to tackle someone and finger got stuck in their jersey. Oh, dislocated and fractured. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah, you know, there's. It was. We had a guy last year who actually tore the tendon off the top. So flex a flex a tendon, I think it is. Yeah. So yeah, so the tendon from the top of the finger retracted all the way down to the bottom of his wrist. Oh. So he had to have surgery. Obviously, he had a nice big cut. Yeah. Here, scar to pull the tendon up. Then you have to stay. Um, what, what happens is because the tendon it's end up the top of the finger bends like this because there's no tendon to flex yeah. it. So he was sitting like that. Then obviously he had to get it reattached. And what was difficult about it was a bit of the bone came off with it as well. So they had to reattach the bone and the tendon back. Oh, yeah. Um, and then obviously you had to stay. It was like almost a season-long injury because yeah. you just keep it straight and the rehab back um, took a while because you stuck like this for a while and then you yeah. have to like reteach the extensor strength and flexion. Yeah. So it was and pretty much like mine as well. Because I had the two K wires going through. So it was like crisscross. And you literally would just the wires st- sticking out. Yeah, I hate what, that. Yeah, oh. wires sticking out. So I was just like this constantly. But, How long ago? Uh, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, it, before I got there. Then. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a season before you got there. Maybe two seasons before you got there. But yeah, what well, wasn't great. I sort of ran off and was just like, please just put it back into place. And they that just said leg kick like that, where it kicks at the bottom of the calf. See those? Oh that, yeah, that kick like that. Oh, instant swelling. Holy shit. That, um, because the perineal nerve is exposed right there. Yeah. And what happens if you hit that hard enough, often enough, that you're, you get this, what it's called, drop foot. So you can't feel the bottom of your foot and it goes like drop, like it's like floppy because oh. you can't control it. And what happens to a lot of these fighters when that happens to them, that is essentially start rolling their ankles constantly and constantly. And look, you see his bruise on that Yeah. Yuck. Oh, yuck. Um. So, yeah, you get that drop foot and then obviously the ref stops the fight because you can't even stand up. Yeah. That happened to an Australian fighter a couple of weeks ago. Oh, sorry, not a couple of weeks ago. Um, maybe a month or so ago. He, um, The ref called off, called off the fight because at the start of the second round, he was standing up from the stool and the ref was like, oh, like walk to me to like check. And he like rolled his ankle like three times. And the ref was like, no. Yeah, yeah no, fuck foot. that. Because like, if it happens in the middle of the round, you might be right. You just go to the floor and, and like do your jiu-jitsu on the floor and, and try to submit them. But what happens if you, you know, you have to start the fight standing up. So yeah. the ref calls up now. It's wild. So many wild injuries. Drop foot. Yeah. It's like a massive corky right on the nerve. Pretty much. But no, I've been pretty, I mean, no, I again, touch wood, nothing major. It's really just been my finger that I had to have surgery on. Otherwise, it's just been rolled ankles, knees, just corked all the time. But This is the fight here. Roxanne Modafferi, who's like, he was... Like 25 wins, 20 losses. So she's had over 45 fights in the UFC. One of the veterans of the game. This is her last, this is a retirement fight. And she's fighting against Casey O'Neill, who's an Australian fighter. And she's ranked 15 in the women's flyweight Shit. division. But half Scottish, half Australian. Um, she's living over in Las Vegas at the moment, training. So yeah, I'm a big fan of her. This is what I want to watch. 8-0, no, she's undefeated. And yeah, so, and obviously Roxanne Modafferi's retirement fight. So it's a big, big kind of yeah. deal. Yeah. She's a bit of a Roxanne Modafferi is a bit of a like a geek, like she weighs in with like the super super, super saiyan hair wig. A bit of a geek, but Izzy is son is the same too. He's a um, anime anime geek. He's actually voiced over a character character in a Netflix series coming out soon. Do you watch much anime? Yeah, uh, I like Dragon Ball Z, mm. uh, Naruto as well a little bit. Um, yeah, but like I've watched the original Dragon Ball. Like I've yeah, like the OG, OG. Yeah. like the Dragon Ball when Goku was like a little kid. Yeah. Back when when um. When they didn't censor it too much, so it was all like hell raunchy 
Yeah. You know, like bomber skirt blew up and you saw like <laughs> underwear and stuff. That all that was hilarious. What about you? Nah, 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 not really. Hey, I wish I had time to actually sit down and watch Naruto. Yes. Nah, I tried, tried to get into it, but I just couldn't. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, fuck yes. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Yu-Gi-Oh cards to kick off because I've got a whole mm. bunch of shit at home. Yeah. I found some the other day. It was like Yu-Gi-Oh mixed in with my Pokemon cards, and I was like, "This is fucking weird." But I've told my mum so many times, "Don't throw that out." Yeah. Because she's got she's cleaned out my wardrobe so many times since I've been gone. Yeah, left home. <laughs> she just uses your room well, for something left, else I left, now. I left, well, I left home before I ended up moving here. But, like, she's cleaned that out so many times. You know, yeah. like, I went at Nonna's house. It's, their rooms are still, like, when, when Dad and all those. Oh, yeah. So it's the same when they left. Still got all of his old clothes sitting in the yeah. wardrobe and shit. Yeah, Nonna and Nonna's old house was the exact same. <laughs> Everything was still the ex- – like, the, all the kids' room, all mum and all my auntie's rooms were just the exact same. Nothing changed until they moved. <laughs> Oh, classic, God. classic Italians. You were saying you wanted to, uh, you and like wanted to move over to Bali. Yes, yes. Well, when you're thirty or no, nah, we actually soon. wanted to, yeah, soon at least for at least. Uh, we wanted to do six months, yep. just pretty much in the off season, just go away. Um, but yeah, I just need change. I think I just hit a point where I was just like, fuck it, I just want to move. I love Bali so much, yeah. which I mean, classic. Australian loves mm-hmm. Bali, but I mean, we always go to Changu, made heaps of mates over there. So, oh, yeah, I don't know. Is it's, that a hot spot for Aussies to go over there? Is it? Um, I'd say so. It is probably now. We were going a couple of years ago and it wasn't as packed as what it is now, but it's so nice. I mean, Lock surfs all the time. I love Bali. I love the way people are. Okay. Yeah. It's so much. I don't know. It's, so nice that I could literally just be on the beach all day by the end of it because we always go for two, three weeks at a time. Yeah. All the Balinese, as soon as they see me walking to the beach, they're like, get her a chair, get her a chair. And oh, they yeah, like, the truth, like the queen. Yeah. yeah that's what you like. But, little queen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but by the end of it, it was, fuck, they, would, they treat you so well. But I think that's also because we were, we would always offer like dinner and that to them. So. Yeah, but I'd, I'd love to live there. I'd love to live abroad for a bit. Uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. COVID sort of chucked a spanner in the works with a lot of travel. So, I mean, I'm triple vaxxed. But oh, you got boosted. Yeah, got boosted. But I don't know. It's I don't even know if we're – I don't know. You, you generally just don't know when we can – we can't even go to Melbourne. Yeah. Have you thought about what you can do for work up there or – No, I generally think I'd just make it as like a holiday thing. For just, six months. God, I don't know how you can do that. Yeah, I don't, I just I think we agreed three months. Okay. Barg- bargained it down, but um, no, nah, I could definitely see myself. I mean, we go for three weeks normally, and it's never enough time for me. <laughs> so I'm very much like I'd love to just go there, chill out for a bit, just travel. Yeah. Yeah. Read books? Would you read a book there? Fuck no. Don't no, no, read a book. Not I reader. can't. No, nah, no, nah, I do not have. One brain capacity or <laughs> attention span to read a book. I'm a very big podcast or yeah. audio book. See, I can't get into audio books. I've only ever all right. I wouldn't <laughs> even say audio books. I've listened to one audio book and I reckon I'm a new like it was one audio book and I fucking loved it. And it was Do you know who Mike Malak is? Yeah, Logan yeah, Paul's yeah, best yeah. mate. 
So it was his, oh, his drug story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually one of the best things I've listened to. Oh, really? But I also think because he voiced it. Oh, he voiced it, yeah, okay. Whereas I think if you had some fucking old bloke reading a book, it wouldn't have the same impact. Nah. But it was a great, you should really listen or read it, whatever you prefer. But yeah, I'm just a big podcast audio person. What other podcasts do you listen to? Oh, I wish I could grab, I'll grab my phone, but I listen to heaps. Um, Hamish Nandy, Dylan Friends, Happy Hour, um, so many, Emma Chamberlain. What else? Uh, Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah, I have like 20 Cause saved. Work, right? Yeah, because yeah, I listen to them at work. So when I was in the warehouse, I'd just have my AirPods in 24-7, just cue every new episode, yeah. go through it. Um, but now I'm in the office, so I just have one AirPod in, still listening to... I'm office bitch now. It sucks. Because <laughs> you have to sit down at desk. Yeah. No responsibility. Yeah. My boss just laughs. He's like, you can go for a walk because he just sees me like getting antsy, just sitting down. Yeah, so go for a walk for like 10 minutes, come back, sit down, do more I'm office work. Saying, when I do these podcasts, I reckon this is the, like the longest time I do. Like I sit down. Yeah. I be engaged. Well, cause it's easier because I'm engaged like mentally. Yeah. But like if I have to sit down and do like work, I'll, my brain just goes haywire. And I might get like a... Like, uh, restless legs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so to like move around. I have like underlying ADHD, I reckon, because I'm just, I need to like move. Mm. If I'm not moving, I get very, I get frustrated because I was sitting down for so long. So mm. I just go for a walk, come back, sit I down. I definitely think it's like a primal thing, like an instinct that you kind of, that would have been like a tribal kind of instinct that would have been passed down through generations because back in those days, you had to like do stuff to survive, you know? Yeah. So I'm the same. Let's see, I was working in a warehouse for three and a half years and now, yeah. That's always on your legs, always moving. And now I'm sitting down for majority of the day. So, it, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's promotion. So, <laughs> always positives. <laughs> moolah, more cash. Be more moolah, be more moolah. So, I can't complain. Cash is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Say, this is what happens because I have the same thing. Like, if I'm standing out working, I can stay a bit more. Like, if I'm active, I can stay more engaged. Yeah. And it's definitely the same. That would have happened. I mean, people say, you know, who has ADHD or has something like that. Part of it might be just because he's bored and wants to do like something else and yeah. may his attention, like get focused on something that something else that he's engaged with. Well, I even find that at footy. If we're in, like ever in the lecture theatre. Oh, yeah. It's only, I'll zone out. You've got to be like five minutes. <laughs> oh, I'll zone out and be like, nah, I've got to go. <laughs> and as soon as we're on the field, that's when I'm like, all right, now or you can Or unless the coach me. gives a good like sermon speech. Yeah. Like Bill, Bill gives a good sermon. What's, what like, mean? you know, when like a, at a, like a priest, he gives his sermon, like he, after he reads the gospel, gives like a, teaches like a teaching story. Oh my that's God. What, that's what Bill does. <laughs> tempo, tempo is very, he's the most like. Can you tell a story? Oh, fucking oath. It's the best <laughs> thing. Like pre-game, you're that, like we, he got us in. Well, yeah, and you're starting to speak and he gets more and more and more like hype man. And then yeah. he's like. Bring it in. <laughs> and then it's like, and then he's just going a hundred miles per hour and everyone walked out the change rooms leading into that Swans game. And I've never seen every – For like, a trial match, for a practice For a practice match. match. <laughs> and we're just like, fuck yes, like, let's go. Imagine when it's a um, – Actual game. Round one. I know. Or, or round two for you girls. Yeah, round two, which we're versing Swans. So it should Ooh, be interesting. That's wild that you're playing Swans almost like two or three weeks after you've yeah. played a practice match. You usually should come. you want to play – usually you want to play – well, you want the practice match to be someone who you're playing like round six or something. Yeah. No, you should definitely come down. Is it's it? the 26th. Yeah, it's at home. Uh, 26th of Feb, I would think. I'm pretty sure it is. It's Saturday. 3 p.m. is league. 1 p.m. resis. Oh, 3 p.m. Uh, league. That's a good time. Yeah. 11 a.m. youthies. So we're all at home. Oh. 
Used to, it's been changed, wasn't it? The other way it used to be like nine. Yeah, it used nine, to be 11, 10, nine. 12, two, but oh. it, I, I don't know why they pushed it back an hour. But well, you, the younger girls get to play. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But it's it's exciting that we're all at home for round two. So I sort of oh, spoke to um, Juppy and Marshy and just said, try and get as many people down because right. we're really trying to integrate both clubs, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah, that was fun that uh, you did before Christmas, the little... Oh, the Chrissy do? Christmas, yeah. Christmas little function thing. That was fun. No, it was good. I mean, it's it was hard a couple of years ago. You know, you walk in the gym, you don't even want to... You have your head down, you don't want to talk yeah. to anyone. It's, I guess it was awkward on both ends. Us girls didn't yeah. want to say anything, but I guess it's the same. The boys didn't want to say anything either, but you got to close the gap somehow. Yeah. It's just yeah. there's no point to make a footy club awkward. Yeah, no. Like, no need to be because you're there for the... Same goal, like you love footy, right? Pretty much, but and it's nice. I think we're trying to get um a women's men's lunch and bevs at Lefty next week. So oh, cool. Hope to see you there. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're trying. We're trying to integrate as much as possible. I mean, we're all going to Northampton in April, I believe. So yeah, you are. You're not going. <laughs> I don't know. I've yet to make my decision yet. Well, I'll have a kid by that soon. So oh, true. Congrats, well, future! The, congrats. I'll bring the kid up with me. Yeah, nah. I'm not so, sure if I want to expose the baby to the Northampton culture. Love Northampton. <laughs> I know Ben's old. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> went to Jero. Went to Jero um, at the start of the year. No, in December. Oh, you had to go for the camp or something. Yeah, something so we set up the women's program That's up right. there. So yeah. I think the men's do something similar where they set up. Um, a program for everyone up there. So we did something similar for the girls. It was the first team in the Waffle W to set up something like that. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So pretty special for us as a football club, but the girls in really? the country. No, no other Waffle W team has like a zone. Well, everyone has zones, yeah, but, but have we a have a program, program set up there. So I guess major thanks to Brenton. I think he was one of the main contributors to that. So thank you, Brenton. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's crazy to see country girls play football. Like we've just had um, Julia Tickle come to from Jero coming to play for E. She's moved. Is that, Bryn, is that Bryn's? I think cousin, cousin. Yeah, cousin. Yeah. So, so Bo, I think that's Bowen Tickle's sister. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, and she's unreal. Like I reckon she's gonna have a breakout season. But Ooh. it's just to see how country kids play. It was even when Plugger first came down. She's Geraldine. Yep, Gerald Ger- kids. So. I'm trying to get her on the podcast, but she's so freaking busy all the time. Oh yeah, she busy girl, always she's night shift. Trains. Yeah, <laughs> man, her shift work. Tell ya, but no, it's just the way that they play football, and even seeing all the younger girls, how much talent they've got, and they're only between ages of ten and sixteen, and they're already unreal. So it'll be interesting. We're getting more and more girls. I think Julia's sister, their whole family moved down from Jero, so. Your name's Tiani. Tiani's in the youth girl side, so it'll be good to see how she goes as well. That's cool. Yeah. It's really interesting to see all the younger girls, like, because now obviously they're getting exposed at from such a younger age now, and they'll probably be fast-tracked in their development because they're picking a footy up at a younger age and able to, you know, have role models now. Yeah, well, that's on TV. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You don't have to stop playing when you're 12 now. Mm. You can actually play from all the way from Auskick all the way through to league football. Yeah. So the talent's going to grow so much. I mean, you go from 
I guess even now you look at the league, it's improved so much just from girls playing from when they were in Auskick all the way through. So all the younger girls coming up now, they have so much talent and basically shit all over the rest of us because they just have the natural talent. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah. Do they do you know if you're going to have the girls from like Frio or West Coast come back to play tonight? I I don't think I'd love to, but I don't I don't know. It's hard. Like they're in hubs at the moment and they're so strict with everything to do with COVID. But yeah, as well, well as I think that their season's starting earlier next yeah. season. I oh, think it was earlier. Start, yeah. So there were. Oh, I mean, that, earlier this year, right? Yeah. But then they. It got pushed back or pushed forward, pushed back. But, um, <laughs> which one did you look at? Yeah. But no, no I. Pushed back. I would love to have some of the girls. I mean, if we had. The East Freire girls, there's that many playing AFLW to have any of them back would be huge. But, yeah, I don't know what the goal is. We haven't really heard anything. It's hard. Like I said, they're all in hubs at the moment, whereas last season, if the girls didn't play for Eagles or Dockers, they would just come and play for East Freire. Yeah. Whereas now, I think because they're all either hubbing or they don't even know what's happening with the whole COVID bubble. Yep. We just don't know. We haven't heard anything. So, mm. So last time you came on the podcast, you were yet to be yet to be asked Uncle Frank's questions because you won the first, and he listened to it a couple of weeks later. So I've got a couple of questions okay. from Uncle Frank. Go on. You ready? Have you ever, sure. Go so, on, Frank. Have you ever wanted to try something but you were too afraid to try? Um, not really. Oh, uh, mm. no. That's the easy answer. Yeah, I know. And that's why I'm trying, <laughs> trying to think. Fuck, I don't know. Well, before I met Lockie, I'd never had curry. Like, does that count? <laughs> like, well, you're too scared to try. Yeah, you? a little bit. Well, I was, I could never do spice. I don't oh, know. Oh, really? But I'm you're pretty, one of those. yeah, I'm one of those. Like, but I'm good now. But I don't know. Like, I'm pretty much open to do anything. Like, I still want to go skydiving, want to swim right. with sharks, want to, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that one. Shark thing. Can't do it. That can get fucked. <laughs> that can get fun. No, I reckon it would be fun. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty adrenaline junkie. Like, I want to get a moped. Lucky says no. Yeah, get I... a moped. That's just fun. I know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't I have no real big fears. Yeah, nice. We, um, me and a mate, we ended up, we were going out the Gold Coast one year for a um, uh, strength and conditioning conference. And we were there a couple of days early. And one of the days we were like, oh, we didn't have much to do. We were having like brunch. And like, oh, let's go, let's get higher and like scooters in. Yeah. Like drive down the coast. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so every so we hired six hours, we drove out down the coast and we stopped off at like every surf life saving spot and got a yeah. like, beer, like a little scooter. That's so good. having beers as we go on. And we were driving along the coast and there's school kids, like school kids, well, must have been at the beach for the day or whatever. And we were driving past like little scooters, like, yeah. and then they're like, like, like waving. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like I was like, oh, <laughs> See, that's uh, my thing. So I'd funny. love to just fucking get on a little moped. Just thing on it goes like 50Ks an hour, but like on the yeah. highway, like 100. So like, slow. Fuck. No. <laughs> nah. It would be so good. Like, I, I fucking want a moped so bad. I look so silly too because I'm so big. And there's <laughs> little thing, little I have a little green, like fluoro green one. It looks so freaking loud. So outrageous. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll show you a video after I look like a big head. Please do. Because <laughs> some you have to really have to like push because once yeah. you set the brake, like the, the stand, you have to kick off to... Well, that's the thing. Like, would, I would always drive one in Bali. Yeah. And Lockie would be like... Dude, that's a while. You drove one in Bali? Yeah. It's a, it's, you just yeah, you don't see. be a fuckwit is how I see it. Like, if you drive like an idiot, you're obviously going to crash. 
Yeah, I know. They're all like, fuckwits over there, aren't they? They all drive like them. I know. Changu's quiet. It's not oh, quiet, okay. but it's easy. Okay. There's like one strip that we basically stay on that has everything on it. So, but Lockie always goes, I'm going to give you one shot ah. at the moment. I was like, all right, fine. So I go. I'm like slowly going out the driveway yeah. and then it's, Wow, like straight down. <laughs> and he's like, get the fuck off. Every, every time we get back, he's like, you're never driving this again. He's like, if you ah. crash, I'm fucked. What's he holding the, the surfboard off on the side, is he? Yeah, we've got like a little surfboard rack. So. Oh, yeah, right. But no, <laughs> he, he's very much like, he lets me do whatever I want. But at the same time, he's like, if you crash, your mum and dad will kill me. <laughs> I'm like, I know. They'll kill you, kill him. Yeah, pretty much. Because they're like, you made him do it. But. He needs to be the responsible one. He's you know, a responsible one. Yeah. I'm just the more like, oh, well, let's just fuck around. Where would whatever. you go skydiving? You want to do it here or would you go somewhere? Yeah, probably go here. Probably go. I want to do the one over Rotto. I reckon that would be cool. Yeah. Probably do the Durian one. I don't know. I I just see it as if you're going to go sk- skydiving, do the highest one possible. Make the most out of it. Yeah. That's what I want to do in New Zealand because I reckon that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. They have such a crazy landscape. So green. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to do Rotto. I remember Rotto, like going over Rotto, been there a million times. But, yeah, but when you go in an aeroplane and you can see out the window, you get to see the ocean and stuff anyway, yeah. don't you? Yeah, a little bit. But it's sort of wild to know the feeling of what well, it's yeah, like. Well, yeah, I'd like. Drop from however many feet it is Yeah, but also like saying before, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Like anything I can do, I would. Like roller coasters then? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like amusement parks, anything. I'm just like. Been to the Goldie? Yeah. yeah. As a kid, I haven't been back for a while, but. Yeah, they tame down the rise. They're not as wild as they used to or. As like, not that they were dangerous, but like, you know, they were a bit of like, you know, if you get one of these things, you're at yeah. risk. Now they're all safety things. Yeah. I think the faster you go, the more excited and happy I get. Like it's ah. weird. Like it's bad. Like even like driving, I realize how quick I'm going. And I'm like, oh, let's go back. My favorite one is a giant drop during world. You just hang up mm, there. Yeah. And you get to see, see out the distance. And like it's real loud. Or what it must be something to do with the engine turning, turning the belt. And then it goes quiet. And then just drop. Drop. <laughs> oh, it's wild. You don't count that as a takedown? That's a takedown now. Who's a better been, po- oh, I'm going to say Casey O'Neill has probably been doing pretty well on the feet so far. But you get a takedown like that at the end of the round, pretty big. It yeah. probably neutralizes the round maybe. Now I have an actual good. question. Yeah. Do you actually have an uncle called Frank? Yeah. Do you actually? Just for 100%. Oh, all right. This is that's all I wanted to know because every time I hear it on the potty, I'm like, does he actually have an uncle called Frank? I said to him uh, uh, before I went back, it was in November, I went back for my brother's birthday. I said to him, I want a photo so I can put a photo of you. So I want to put you here. Yeah, could you actually? I want to get a few things like, uh, I don't know, like a bobblehead. Maybe like, I don't know if AFLW do like a bobbleheads. Yeah, they do of some players. I might get a couple. Maybe a couple like, I don't know, surely Britt Benici has one. Yeah, I think so. I know Darcy Vezio has one. I want to get you know, a few of the girls I've had on. I want to get them. Just You've had a couple of AFLW girls. Mm-hmm. Ruby. Ruby will have one, surely. I think so. Ask her. She'll probably have something. <laughs> she'll probably she'll have something. But I'm going to go watch her today. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Because you just have to pay after halftime and you get free after halftime. Do you know? What, the women's games? Yeah. Nice. No, probably still have to pay, but. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be shit because you're just going to be waving to her over the boundary. But, I mean, it's still something. You still see her. I haven't seen her in feels like forever. Year, two years at least. Did, you, did she come back for a while last year? Yeah, for she a trained, bit. She trained a few girls for a bit. 
Yeah, the start of the season. Well, it basically has been since the start of the season because then she went back in October. Yeah, October because then COVID pushed it back. Mm. Yeah, feels a lot longer. August. No, I think August she went back. Yeah. August. Yeah, it feels good. like forever. But no, it'll be good to see her today. It'll be a good game. West Coast and Eagles. Oh, I West Coast and um, uh, West Coast. I think Collingwood should roll them, but at the same time, it'll be interesting. It's wild West Coast that they've had three coaches in three years. It's so hard to get any, like, to stabilize the group because obviously you've had a number of coaches. That, yeah. But you yeah. don't have any stabilization and you don't have any more, like, with the, whether it's a clear message or not to kind of galvanize a group and playing as a one, one team, right? Yeah, it's. I think Eagles, again, I probably shouldn't comment, but I don't know. You, um, they've got the depth. Yeah. Just they've not got the depth. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see Happy in the midfield. Love to see Mel Caulfield on the wing. But, again, that's East Rio girls, so I've seen yeah. how they play at yeah. East and just want to see them impact in the midfield because I know that they both can really, really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like I said, it'll be interesting today because obviously Collingwood is super, super strong. They haven't really been performing, performing as well as what they probably should. Could be, but could be in for an upset. Yeah, it could be. I mean, especially with Eagles being at home. Never know. So Yeah. Mineral Resources Park. Warm. Collingwood haven't really played much of the heat. Yeah, it'll be, get, it'll be a, hot in Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> couldn't do Melbourne. Hey? I could live in Melbourne. You could? Yeah. In, no. in the city. I have to live in the city because I couldn't do it with the traffic. Yeah, the city. so my mate, uh, Taps. Yeah. Did, were you at SNC when Taps was here? 19? 2019? I mean, no, it was 2020. Taps. No. Carly Tabner? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I only call it Taps, though. Yeah. So I tried, like, I've been trying to go to Melbourne for so long, but even she was saying, for her to get to and from work, some days it'd be <laughs> two and a half hours, three oh, hours. Yeah. And I'm just like, how the Fuck, do you manage that? I lose my shit after half an hour of going from pretty much Kudal to Willoughby, and yeah. I lose it. Let I always alone. say, I always cut the distance at 30 minutes. If I if I yeah. take 30 minutes to go somewhere, then it's too long. <laughs> it's, it's way too long. That's pretty much me sometimes after work. If there's traffic, I'm just like, oh, no. Shit day. <laughs> it's amazing how much road rage can, like, aggravate you. Yes. It's your wild. Yeah. Me in a nutshell. Sometimes you just need to relax. Breathe and get through life. Woosa. Take it easy, mate. Hmm? Nah. I said woosa. That's woosa. Woosa. Is that, is that what you do for like yoga? Zen. Well, it's like Lockie's a zen one. I'm very much not zen. Ah. <laughs> is there a name for that? Just not zen? No, I don't Round know. <laughs> Crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah. It'll be, you got to come to our first game though. I will. Roxanne Modafferi is getting pieced up. Look at her face. Oh, good Fuck. sprawl. Which one's that? The one, one with the, the t-shirt black, in? Yeah, one the t-shirt. Her face is so banged up right now. Oh. Try to land the spinning back fist. She's the one oh, that's been in kick. it for ages, oh, hey? Oh, down. Yeah, yeah. Casey, Casey O'Neill was not known for ground, the ground game. Yeah. So she's using the fence to get up. She's going to defend up. Yeah, I think Casey O'Neill is definitely one of that. She's got her back. She's strong enough to get it down. 
Such a wild sport. So many different variables, right? Because they're so yeah. open. There's so many different things you can utilize from a skill-wise, skill perspective. And it's also how you've your background and your training as well. So if you came up through, if you're a striker, like Muay Thai fighter, growing up and then coming into MMA, you know, you've got a massive hole in your wrestling and, and jiu-jitsu, whereas someone, they might just, and another thing, how UFC, they, just, they put you up against anyone they want. There's no, like in boxing, how they take, they take a fighter and they, Wrap them in cotton wool. They they try to get them to an undefeated streak. Yeah, and they and they build them up. They give them easy fights. Build them up. Give them confidence. Get them some experience, and then fight them off like against a championship level yeah. fighter when they're twenty fights. But here, within within you know three or four fights, they're um, nice bit of respect showing there. Um, they get them, and it's within two or three fights, they feed them to the wolves. It's crazy. Pretty much, it's like I said, it's such a fucking wild sport. You get into it. You better be good in the jiu-jitsu. I always say, um, especially be like wrestling and jiu-jitsu be good for footy players, especially for girls. Well, le- not so much learning, but I, even when I watch the AFLW, you kind of watch them how they tackle and how they brace for contact. It's so sloppy. It's not compact. And when you, when you see guys do it, probably because they've been exposed to it a little bit longer and they have kind of a body shape and structure that can absorb. Yeah. Brace for contact a bit better than what women's can. I reckon if you jiu-jitsu and wrestling, it teaches you how to roll, um, roll on the ground, how to kind of brace impact, how to protect your body parts. Yeah. But not like, you know, you've got an arm out here where you can take <laughs> to the ground, you're going to break your arm or you're going to like dislocate your shoulder. But like when you, with that technique, it's all about keeping everything compact so someone else can't take an arm yeah. and dislocate it or break it. If or I submit can. you. That's what the, yeah. that's how submit, but you break an arm. This whole thing. Okay, so Neil definitely dominated that fight. 60 strikes thrown in round one, 64 strikes round two, 50 round three. And because they use four ounce, four ounce gloves as well, there's not much protection yeah. between your knuckles and the other person's face. Like I, we spar with 16 ounce gloves. And sometimes when we, when we fight or when we spar, you can feel your hand go into the other person's chin. Yeah. Be a Surely she wins. Decision. Three. It's definitely a um, they break orbital bones. Oh yeah, like there their we go. orbital bone gets broken all the time. Like the bone that's yeah. in the eye. The one you always have to have surgery. Joe Rogan's not commentating this this card. You heard, really? You heard about the controversy with him the last couple of weeks? What with the whole COVID thing or what? What's the new uh, – there's well, something new with him every week these days, so I'm sort of like <laughs> – A lot of it was Neil, Neil Young came out and was like, oh, removing all my um, music or my whole catalogue from the from the Spotify playlist because I don't agree with their decision to have Joe Rogan on because he spreads misinformation about COVID. And anyway, he, the whole story is – the long story is, long story short, that he never liked uh, Spotify's – Playlist anyway, because they use a they use like MP3 formats, which is not a very good audio quality yeah. for music, which is why like record players, like having records is the best way to listen to music. Um, so he's never never wanted their their his music on there anyway because it wasn't getting the money and it was bad audio anyway. So he used the Joel Rogan situation to kind of get out of being on Spotify. It ended up going to Amazon Music, which a it would have been he would have yeah, been paid one. a lot more than that. <laughs> How good? But then. You talk about 
the way that Amazon treats employees and how you know Jeff Bezos makes all this money and then they have employees you have to drive who put under so such strict conditions in terms of timing. So by the time they get a package like an order, it gets sent to their iPhone, like the, the worker's iPhone. Yeah. They have to pack it up, get it shipped and and driven to the person's place. That's all tracked through the phone that they get given to as a perk of working at Amazon. So everything's tracked. You can't take toilet breaks, can't do any of that sort of stuff. So, wow. Uh, yeah, the whole COVID topic is touchy, touchy subject. I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, all, it's radioactive. So you can't take any stance because you're going to get taken down. It's, yeah, touch subject. I try and avoid it at all costs. I was listening to one of the, I think Jordan Peterson said this the other day. It's not being assigned, being in a group is not bad, but when you assign someone an identity of, in that group, that's based on that group is when it turns bad to so someone who's like, oh, I'm anti-vax or whatever. So you're assigning, like, say if I say, oh, I don't want to have get jabbed for whatever reason, then you say you're an anti-vaxxer. You're giving someone an identity based off what that group yeah. identity is, but it's not really my like a position of someone. That's when it gets all messy because you're making you're turning something that's really grey into something that's black and white. Yeah. Again, such touch touchy subject. Touch subject. Just get vax, kids. <laughs> Just get fucking vax. <laughs> well, some of the they've been a lot of the fighters who've been like in in because so many different states over in America have different policies and laws about vaxxing and, and being able to be in certain places if you double vax and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think in, in New York, Madison Square Gardens, there was a few fighters who couldn't fight there because they weren't vaccinated because, they, you know, I guess yeah. a, lot of the, a, lot of the, a lot of these fighters have had COVID originally, so why should they have to get vaccinated if they already got COVID, you know? So that's one of the things I do when they retire, leave the gloves in the ring. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Take it off, leave them there as a – it's a thing, I guess. True. So, last question from Uncle Frank. All right, Uncle Frank. Let's hear it. If money wasn't an object and nothing oh, was yes, possible, this question. Mm-hmm. what would you do? Can I do two? Yep. You can do anything you want. Okay. So, I'll do like a selfish one and then a selfish <laughs> one. So, selfish one I'll do first. Um, I, get, I guess I sort of spoke about it earlier. Have a mansion in Changu and – just live there 24-7. How many rooms would you have in your mansion? Fucking multiple because then everyone could just come over and stay <laughs> with me. <laughs> come join me in Bali. But that would be elite. And then I reckon the unselfish one. <sighs> okay. Um, I reckon I would love to find a cure for Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. Uh, that's something I guess pretty close to me. Locke's dad has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And I guess being first – Firsthand being there, um, it's it's pretty tough. You know, you lose someone twice. You lose yes, them yeah. mentally and then you physically yeah, lose them. Yeah. So it's – I just love to somehow, you know, if money wasn't an object, just put in so much research to it, somehow mm-hmm. find some kind of cure because that would be the best thing. It's like I said, you lose someone twice. We've lost him once. We're just – it's it's a touchy subject. It's it's challenging because all you want to do is help them remember something, but they they get frustrated when they can't. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's 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 so adorable because Locke's dad still remembers Locke. So it's 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 really cute because he's lost majority of his speech, uh-huh. 
yeah, so he's lost majority of his speech and his movement, but every time he sees Lockie, it's, hello, I love you. Oh, or, wow. hello, how are you? Or, hello, how's work? Like, it's just with Lockie, which is so sweet. But, yeah, like I said, if there was a way to find some kind of cure or put in more money to research, that would be the best thing possible. Mm. Yeah. I was um, listening to a uh, Oxford University debate on meat. So that was uh, the proposition was uh, moving beyond meat to like a more vegan plant-based diet. Yeah. And then the opposition was a meat-based diet. And one of the one of the women, uh, Michaela Peterson, she was talking about she was on the opposition, so she was for meat. Yeah. So she has a lot of chronic health. She has um, uh, rudiment was it arthritis, but like as a child, as a kid, and she ended up going through like a lot of depression and all this sort of stuff because she, her joints were just like break. She had like an ankle replaced, hip replaced, and wrist replaced oh by God. the time she was nineteen. Um, what from just just the, the shit, it was like a it's whatever it was a, it's a term of it's a form of arthritis but as a child yeah right and but it was essentially it's a um oh, I can't remember the term but it's a, a health condition chronic like chronic health condition yeah um that attack you like, oh, can't remember what it's called anyway so she eats a meat based meat based diet it's so only meat and like maybe butter I think she had. Yeah. And that she was talking about how that kind of helped her joints and helped to get off all the medication and stuff that she was on. And then she cited a resource that helped that said that that also has effects on the brain and how, you know, eating a lot of meat because it was a lot of the same thing that like ancestors did in terms of our brain development. It's gone from when we started to use fire to cook the meat is when our brain development skyrocketed. Yeah. So we're able to, you know, I don't know how they – work through that or how they found that out. But it's one of those things that a lot of the connections come from the brain. So interesting, interesting subject. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, everyone, please get to East Randall on the 26th yes. of Feb. This is a Feb. 11 a.m. for the youth girls, please. Thank you. <laughs> trying to get support behind the youthies? Yeah, definitely. Need is that the numbers for the youth girls, I wish my parents came to my youth girl games. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's more parents there than players. I don't know where they're like, even in the intra club, the entire stands were full, yeah, which is so, yeah, it's so, it's so sweet. Parents. Yeah, it's so sweet. So the more support, the better. Women's footies taking off, especially mm-hmm. East Fremantle's in for a big season, calling it. Calling it now. Follow the Female Athlete Project. Follow them. No. Yeah, Chloe Dalton, she's a, she plays over at UWS yeah. and she played. Well, she was a rugby sevens athlete before that, and she did basketball. I think she was basketball. It was another sport. She's triple, triple athlete, triple sport athlete. So rugby, she, yeah, rugby, footy, and there was another one. Yeah. She's played for Carlton. Yeah, yeah. And now she's a vice captain of GWS. Yeah, she, yeah, she started this female athlete project. Follow them on on Instagram. They just highlight all the performances that female athletes do throughout the throughout the sporting space. And there was a one female who got a silver medal. The skeleton race this morning, the Winter Olympics. Oh, really? At least it's something or other. Yeah. I've sort of been watching the Winter Olympics. I've been so – I don't – it's hectic. I was watching the one where they, um, they're they on skis and they have to stop, shoot the five targets and then keep going. Oh, really? Yeah. I have seen that. <laughs> no, we were watching it yesterday. Me and Gaz were sitting down and she's like, oh, my God, Gomesy, quick. And, like, literally, I kid you not, they ski. They have to, like, rest their heart rate, hit five yeah. targets and then keep going. That's wild. Yeah, it's, it's sick, but. That's interesting. I, I think they do that 
But like obviously running. Yeah. In the summer Olympics. Even like I got home the other day and it's like cross country, but they're like running with their skis on. I don't know. It's it's fucking weird, but I love watching the snowboarding. That's sick. And like the half pipe. Yep. That's that's, that's cool. They're pretty but, wild. Like skateboarding in there somewhere. Yeah. It's usually pretty wild. Pretty cool tricks. But they're not like how the skateboarding had all the, the really young kids, like 14-year-olds stuff doing it. Yeah. You don't get the same in the Winter Olympics. Like yeah. You see, surely those wild extreme sports, a lot of the young kids are pretty pretty big on it. But no fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like no a, fear. Well, that's what happens. Like the older you get, the, you know, the scarier heights get. Because well, I think it is because what happens is you get a realisation of how important life or the toll of life, like well, how that, much responsibility yeah. you have or to others, like shit, I could fall and die here. Yeah? Well, that's happens? me with my teeth. I've only just gotten a mouth. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> I've only just gotten a mouth guard for the first time ever. Shit, really? Yes. Oh, my God. So I was like, you know what? I don't have private health anymore. I can't really afford to lose my teeth. Because you don't so, have a gambling plan anymore? Yeah, I'm not, I don't have anything. I didn't realise. And oh then, yeah, so I was like, fuck, I, I actually got to start looking after, <laughs> got to start looking after my teeth. So finally got a mouth guard after what? Eight years of playing football. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> yeah, so I got to my teeth. So actually, got to start being an adult. I'm growing up. I know. Well, I just never thought that's, like, yeah. Especially like, I'm starting to play inside mid a bit more. So I got to start looking after myself a lot more because I'm knocking out my teeth. I'm pretty fucked because it'll yeah. be our right payments. Damn, can't lose teeth. Baffy looks too. Imagine that. Imagine this. I know. Yeah, I know. Is he a teeth? Guy, one guy that I went to school with, he had like a black tooth because he obviously got yeah died because he got knocked. It's like Luke Jackson. Yeah. It, even yeah. last year, I watched that when he like lost his tooth in that game, and I was like, "Fuck, I should really invest oh, in a so mouth guard." But then it was it got to like the second part of preseason. It was like the other week, and I got like knocked and pretty much like copped a boot to the jaw, and I was like, "Yeah, I should probably Damn. get one." It's probably about time. Eight years, nine years into. Woody. <laughs> still haven't had one, so I thought it was about time to start looking after myself. Casey, had, Casey said the same thing to me yesterday because I was complaining about my knee. She goes, fuck, you're not going to be so injured that you have to go to hospital because you don't have hospital cover and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, again, that's about to walk. Yeah, <laughs> we'll deal I'll with it. We'll deal I'll force with myself it. to walk. That's pretty much me with like all the physio stuff. I had a couple niggles and I was like, fuck, I can't really afford <laughs> to go there because I have nothing to <laughs> get. I have no like private health. To cover it, so wait for that Wednesday Friday session yeah. to get the physios. That's why the lines are so long because you get treated there. Yeah, <laughs> please. That's all the guys. So this guy here, Andre Arlovski, his first fight in the UFC was in two thousand and eight. His first. First, he's been he's forty two years old. Oh boy. So he's a veteran. Yeah. And this guy's beard, or like his whatever he's got going on here, how it's tucked into his shirt, is because it goes all the way down past his belt. Like that's how long his little. Ew. Little. Dread ponytail things. So he most of had 37 fights. Shit. So he's ba- is this going to be his 38th? This so he'll 38. be. I think so. Shit. Mm. Is this fight that you were going on about before, like the heavyweight? Or no, nah? no, no. It's, uh, is, it's like the main event. No, it's not. This is the main event of the prelim. So yeah. The, so it's the co-main event of the main main card. So yeah. All right. Ramsey. Make sure everyone goes to the 23rd. 26th. 26th. I'll be there. Anyone wants to come down and take a photo with me? Please do. No <laughs> <laughs> support. So, Annette, you want to shout anyone out before we go? Um, shout out to my housemates, Larry, Gaz, Laura. Bang. 
Let's go, Arkwell. <laughs> you want to put anyone on blast at a notice? Bad haircuts? Nah, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. How about Lockie? Let Gomesy buy that Charmander. Yes, let me buy my Pokemon cards. But in a way, he's very smart because if I spend two and a half grand. You're about to use that two and a half grand in Bali. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. He, he See, he's the responsible adult. I'm the not so responsible adult who wants to just buy everything. And play footy without a bath guard. That's fine. Pretty much. Look after my teeth. He's been telling me for years as well. <laughs> buy a fucking bath guard. I'm like, no, nah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. But probably about time. I'm starting, starting to listen. So. Right. Actually, be a good girlfriend. So, shout out to Mark. Love you. All right, Gramsci. Good honor. All right, Pleasure. thanks, mate. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you, everyone.